Hello, my name is Daniel Kelly and this is May Contain, the podcast breaking the stigma of what it's really like living with a severe food allergy. I have lived with a peanut allergy since I was five, so I'll be talking about the different situations I've come across over the last 20 years living with food allergy, whether that's dating, going out with your friends, living abroad, hopefully give you guys like a really good insight into what it's like living with a food allergy. Hi, and welcome back to the series two Make It Same podcast. So this is the third episode now, and it's with Tash. Um, a few guys who follow me on Make Contain might have seen the snippet of the podcast with Tash on YouTube and Instagram. And I wasn't initially gonna post the whole clip because because it was like through Zoom and it was online, obviously we'd be in isolation, like the quality wasn't as good enough, I'm usually with the guests and I speak to them in person. However, I've edited it and I think the quality is really good. But I think the content as well, I thought it was really powerful stuff. What we, we kind of spoke about in mental health and being in isolation, how it's affecting us and our emotions and how Tash is like kind of um, going through it as well. And I think she made some really good points, which I didn't really kind of think about. And I think obviously at the minute, like being in isolation is affecting people in like different ways. And it's definitely affecting me like... Where like, I don't know, like before I wasn't really doing too much set size and I feel like now I'm I'm getting out for set size and I think that's really helped me with my mental health and like clearing my head. And I think this podcast would be really good. And I just want to make a note as well, just say a massive thank you to the NHS because they're like working around the clock at the minute. Um, I can't imagine like what they're going through. So yeah, just a massive thank you to them if anyone is does work for the NHS who's listening or they've got any family members who work for the NHS it's a massive thank you I really want to share this podcast because I know mental health is affecting lots of people in different ways and I hope by sharing this podcast with you today it'll help you and if you are going through it and you want someone to speak to like if you ever want to reach out to myself if it's regarding allergies or anything I'm more than open to to listen to you one quick phone note before we get to the podcast is if you do get a chance to write me a view on iTunes, it takes about 30 seconds and honestly, I really appreciate it. I really am trying to make a difference with this podcast. So if you do enjoy the content and the podcast, if you can write me a quick review on iTunes, I really appreciate it. Let's get to the podcast. Hi and welcome to a Make Contain episode. Obviously, this is very different circumstances. Usually, like, I'm actually speaking to the guest in person, but this time it's actually through um, Zoom. So I'm joined by Tash, and you might remember Tash from the allergy anxiety episode. And we also done an episode about dating, but today we kind of wanted to do an episode talking about obviously being in isolation with our allergies, obviously a bit about the coronavirus outbreak, and generally just how we're getting on. So yeah, how are you doing, Tash? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, coping. Um, it's a weird time. It's so it's so weird. It's so weird. But um, yeah, getting used to it. It's been nice having like a long weekend, even though it's been odd not really seeing people. But I think the weather's kind of making up for the lack of family and friends. I think yeah. So in regards to like being in isolation, have you struggled like getting like algae free snacks? Is this something that you used to have obviously like before the isolation as well? So yeah. So I I live in um, West London and South Ealing. Um, and we don't have a car, so we can't go to the supermarket. And our only way to kind of get food is I use like a food delivery thing. We get um, gusto every week, and then also which is like our dinners are delivered. Um, but then the only other way to get food and supplies for us really is to go to like a walk to the nearest shops. And we've really we've like honestly we've really found the value in like off licenses. And a few times when everyone was like panic buying. And the first couple of weeks we'd go to like co-op is our local like supermarket really yeah. um 
and there was there was absolutely nothing there was nothing there and um, so we had to go like and like outsource to like different off licenses and we had to be like where is that off license that I walk past every day? Oh my God, where is that? Like, and trying to be like really like tactical about it, but like, I've definitely seen a car in a shop somewhere. Yeah. But like, and it was, we, we went on like an egg hunt because we couldn't get eggs for like two weeks. And it was then being like, right, okay, we've chatted to this guy and he owns this one and he said he's getting them in at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. So we're going to get there at 8 a.m. to get yeah. some eggs. And I think just in general, food, in general for food, it was a bit of a struggle for like the first couple of weeks. I spoke like recently um, a few weeks back about like mental health and obviously being in isolation and how it's kind of affected me. I don't really, I didn't really go into detail, but for me, I think like exercise has been like a huge um, part of me. Cause I think like before the isolation, I used to get like super stressed all the time and used to get myself worked up. So being in isolation and actually like just getting outside some fresh air, whether that's a walk or just like a quick jog around the park for like 20 minutes, I think that has like really helped me. Um, is exercise been like a part of your life being in isolation? Like, so for the first week and a bit when like my work was so like full on, I wasn't really prioritizing like exercise. And normally I'd go to the gym like three times a week or like go out for like long walks on the weekend. And I was just feeling awful. And I was probably an actual nightmare to be around. Like boyfriend is an angel for dealing with me. Um, and like my anxiety was awful. Like I suffer from um, generalized anxiety disorder anyway. Um, What's and so, that, sorry? so generalized anxiety disorder. So it's just it's kind of anxiety about anything. Um, and it's not like mine's not like allergy related. It's kind of literally anything. And like specific things will like set it off. And I can get like really really stressed out and worked up and. Um, I've had like CBT for it. So I, I've, and actually someone tweeted something like, oh, my anxiety has like never better prepared me for anything. And I'm like, actually, I'm like, oh, just let me just get my like CBT worksheets out. Like I'll work through those. Oh, that's, that's good to just have up to like look at. What, and it's what's just, like a worksheet. Is that to like reduce like the anxiety? Yeah. So um, it's very like, it's a specific treatment for it. Um, so it's called cognitive behavioral therapy. And so some of the things that I would do, so I'm a, I'm a lot better from, from doing it. So you put, do like a worry diary. And one of my things I really struggle with is being like overwhelmed. Um, and I think that's hit a lot of people actually during this time, because this is like, you don't know when this is going to end. So it's very much like my, my like strategy that I used to cope quite a lot is like take something a day at a time. or if something is like overwhelming you'd be like right okay plan to the weekend then face that next week and I think that's what I've had to like say that to my boyfriend like oh it's fine we'll just take it a day at a time like let's just see what happens at the end of this week then we'll then we'll tackle what comes after that and I think actually like all of these like processes that are put in place for people that have GAD are are really a really good for the wider like population to take on while they're in lockdown. I've never heard about that. So it'd be really interesting to like, if you've got any like, um, like useful resources, I could definitely put a link to it for people to like check out. Um, Cause I think it's definitely affected me. And um, I rang like my mum the other day and I was like, really stressed. Like obviously um, being away from obviously my house in Clapham as well. And then I'm just like, just overthink everything. I mean, mum's like exactly the same thing what you said, just like take every day at a time and then just like see how you get on. And then, you know what I mean? If you 
and I'm I'm happy. Like I was I was saying to my friend the other day, like I'm really happy here. I feel like relaxed and chilled out. So that's the main thing. If you're happy like somewhere, then why why are you getting yourself worked up about it? And um, I think it's so true. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if you got any like links which I could put in the article because imagine like it's affecting a lot of people at the minute. I'm sure there's a lot out there. Like there's it's also like taking a step back and and looking at stuff, um, like if somebody came to you with it as a problem, like what would your advice be? And it's, it's been, and when you do that to yourself, you're like, Oh my God, this was literally like stressing me out so much. Like, and now, now I'm looking at it. Like it's, it's so, it's so much simpler. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Oh, so I was like, I'd had like a really bad day and I'd put, I put coriander on, um, no, I put, what did I do? No, I had like a really rough day and like I was feeling really overwhelmed and like all these little, th- it's the little things that build up and then you suddenly like have a bit of like a meltdown. And I put, um, I put coriander on a pasta instead of parsley. Like it's so stupid now. And it, it's, it's being aware of how you're feeling. Like if four hours before I'd just gone, right, I'm worrying about this. I, I write for a living, so I write a lot of things down. So I'll be like, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm worrying about. And that really helps me, like, just see just see it on the page yeah. and go, like, I am worrying about this. Yeah. This doesn't matter right now. This is out of my control. Um, and I think it's just, it's just breaking it down. There's something called the worry tree, um, which is, like, used in, like, CBT. So it's, like, you acknowledge the worry, then you're, like, is this something you can do deal with right now? Um, no, okay, I'll save that for later. Like, and then it's then okay, this is out of my control. Do I need to? Do I need to worry about it? No. If it's something like I'm worried about um, paying my bills, but I'm too scared to look at my bank account, then okay, this is something that you need to deal with. But maybe take a moment where nothing's stressing you out. Just sit calmly with a cup of tea and approach it in a more kind of gentle manner than being like oh I need to look at it oh no I'm stressing out and I think it's it's very much your your home at the moment is like your universe and I think it's making sure that you've got places within your universe at the moment where you can relax and chill out so my I've got a study and I make sure I don't really come in here once my shift's done I'm like right that's it I finished work now I'm not coming in here so I don't work so if when I've worked from home before I'd sit on my sofa with my laptop but I make sure I'm very much separating work from home life and I think if people are still working from home then it's you need to have that you need to have that, need to have that balance don't you being like able to like obviously work then having your space where you like relax I I've really struggled with like I really struggle to relax I feel like if I'm not doing something I'm not being productive and um like if I'm not like creating content for the for the blog or I'm not working on like myself and like making projects up for myself then I feel like I'm really being like really like unproductive and my friend was just like I mean parents as well just being like you've got like two months to do all these things which you which you want to achieve so why are you putting stress on yourself like now to achieve it like you've got like two months to do all these little things and, and get the time to do it but I feel like if I'm not doing something every day I feel like I'm being really unproductive and 
I've always really you also, don't, you also don't have to do stuff. You don't have to learn a foreign language. You don't have to get a six pack. Like, because it's just putting pressure on yourself when it's actually like a really stressful situation. It's oh, a weird time. Like, there's no point putting extra pressure on yourself at all. Like, exercise is so important and it really helps me. So I go for a run like early in the morning. I'll still kind of do like a hit or something like that. I didn't get in in time to order any dumbbells at all. They're all like 45 quid and I'm not paying that much for a dumbbell. Another thing that I do as well that's really helped me with like my anxiety um, is kind of identifying things. It sounds really simple, but just identify things that I enjoy and doing those. So um, obviously like it can be anything. So I love like drawing and i've always done that and that's all i did kind of from when i was a child until i went to uni and i like stopped i just completely stopped doing it and hadn't really realized and then was like oh actually this really relaxes me and i don't even i'm not even very good anymore because i don't do it as much as i used to but just spending like an hour doing that and then like oh i'm so relaxed and i think i think that's just making sure you know what you like doing like, and you don't have to like go by anyone else's standards or anything like that. Just if that's sitting watching a Disney film and that makes you happy, like watching Tangled like, for like the 50th time, that's fine. Cause then that's just an hour of you relaxing and doing something and bringing you back to you really, rather than kind of, there's a lot of like noise out there at the moment with like news and digesting. And like, it is, it is really upsetting. A lot of the stuff that's coming in, especially the numbers. But I think yeah. making sure you're, you're finding time to kind of escape that. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. And it's not feeling, like, guilty about that as well. Like, just actually relaxing and, like like you said, like, avoiding the news. Because I know that I read, like, a really sad article the other day where um, that girl, like, took life because she just didn't know how long, like, the whole, like, isolation was going to be. And she had really bad anxiety. And, and that kind of added anxiety just, like, just like took over the edge and it's just like really sad that like she didn't see any way out and I think like for anyone in that situation where they, they are feeling a bit low or maybe a bit lost and this is like quite overwhelming like for like everyone um, is always like just like try and like speak to your friends or speak to your family and like no one's alone you know what I mean and like always like reach out to other people I think it's like so important and I think as well, like it's it's such an important time to obviously stay informed. And like as a journalist, I've I've got my own like self interest in there. Like buy a newspaper. Like honestly, like we're 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 there to serve the public. That's what we're there for. We're here to inform you and keep you up to date and hold people to account for what they're saying. That's what journalism is about. But you don't have to have Sky News on all day. Have put it on at five o'clock for the briefing for half an hour, then switch it off. Set, set up limits on your phone so you have like an hour on Twitter a day and then your phone stops it like I'm a social media editor and I all day I'm on all social media sorting stuff out for the iPaper and then in the evening I'm like I'm not even going on Twitter I can't look on Facebook and it's it's about maintaining like a balance as well I think and and there is nothing wrong with being like oh well actually I do I like I really enjoy Instagram but actually Twitter stresses me out okay, put a timer on Twitter, spend as much time as you want on Instagram. It's just finding what works for you, I think. Yeah, I think everyone's, like, different, and I'm like that. I always try and, like, if I'm watching a film, like, just don't look at my phone. And I think it's so easy for people to put a film on, and you just stay on your phone. And, like, and 
even like with my friends or my housemates, like I'm like, no, like just don't do that. And it actually winds me up when I see people like, oh, like just relax and like watch the film. Cause I feel like if you're on your phone, you're not really taking in the film and you're not relaxing either. Um, so I think like, like you said, it's so, like you said, it's so important then to have them breaks and, and everyone's different. So knowing like, how you feel or ha- like if Instagram is making you feel a bit low, then avoid using Instagram. And um, I think for me, I went from a period where I did delete TikTok because I was like, it's so addictive. Because literally like the feed is just so addictive where it's just like content after content after content. And it's just a bit like I've wasted two hours doing nothing. So it's just like knowing like when to like put the phone down or like having them break sleep. And like my, my actual like screen time has like majorly gone up on how much I'm looking at screens because I'm like, I'm working, I'm on like two screens, then I'm on my phone, then I'm finishing work and I'm on my phone, I'm on my laptop, like video calling people, then I'm sitting and I'm watching telly. And actually I spent the last week trying to reduce that. So like I'll read a book or I'll, as I said, as I mentioned before, like I really enjoy like drawing. So I'll do that. And it's, I think consciously stepping away from screens because although it's they're so good for keeping you connected with your friends and family, and that's something else that you should absolutely do more than you you think you should because it will help lift your mood um but also being aware that you are on your screens like more than you normally would be and that's going to kind of have an effect on how tired you feel and, and that sort of thing as well yeah it's so interesting said that like only like when i moved into friend place they've got piano so i've like actually started like learning piano and i just felt like that was just like so different to anything i've done before because i've never learned an instrument i might 27 years old and like never like through life has got the opportunity to learn an instrument my parents never really like pushed an instrument it was like you need to learn it but actually by learning an instrument from scratch like it's actually like so like fulfilling um yeah it's just i don't i don't know for me that actually like i zone out i just think about that one piece of instrument and making sure that i'm playing the right notes and it's like for me that's actually really helped me not worry about like I'm not producing a piece of content. I actually like stress if I don't produce a piece of content for making something once a day. I'm like, oh my God, like that shouldn't be a chore. Like Instagram or your blog or anything shouldn't be a chore. It's just because it's something you're passionate about and you should enjoy doing. It shouldn't be like, I have to post every day to reach this amount of people. Cause at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I've, I, I was stressing, like not stressing, but I was just like, I don't know. Like you just put pressure on yourself when, like you said, yeah. it's unnecessary. Like, managing your like managing your own expectations as well. Like I'm so bad at that. Like I'll apologize to my boss for like not doing something, and he's like, it's like it's fine. Like you're you're just stressing out at yourself. Like, I haven't told you to do that. You just decided you wanted to do that, and now you're stressed. And I'm like, yeah. That's true. <laughs> so I think it's just managing, and you can manage down like it's it's a weird time like nobody there is no this has never happened before there's no bar it's just dealing with it and coping with it day to day like that's literally all you have to do we don't have to do anything at all just watch disney plus just watch disney plus i mean i've got it and if anyone doesn't have disney plus it's absolutely amazing it's got like all the marvel films the pixar films like yeah, a little promo. Yeah, if you want to um, sponsor me, I can say, Disney Plus. Um, I did watch, by the way, and I thought this is quite interesting, obviously on the topic of mental health, but um, Inside Out, about like what goes inside like the an adult's brain, but also the kid's brain. So uh, every character had their different emotions. So one was about like joy, like one was like being sad. And I thought that was like really interesting how it brought down the different emotions for people. Yeah, and it was it's so like basic. 
but actually it's really nice and it's it's quite nice to um, like one of the things that I like with when you've got like anxiety that I found is I struggle to like find the emotion that I'm feeling through all like the stress and anxiety I'm like how do I actually feel right now oh okay I'm angry at this and it takes a while to get there I think when you're when you're very much in like the throes of anxiety and I really struggle with that and actually I think looking at it on that basic level and obviously as a teaching mechanism for like children as well but also just enjoying it as adults like I love Inside Out I think it's so I'm like the angry one. I'm like, I so relate to you. I heard so many like good things about it like years ago. I remember like um I was working for the um I was working for PlayStation and one of the guys like watched it with his like wife and like he was like, Oh like she was like tearing up in the cinema. And um it's just quite interesting premise of a film and I thought like I think they actually use it. Someone that read somewhere that they actually use it for kids to break down the different emotions of how they feel. And I think that's absolutely amazing that like by doing this film like it can like help kids and stuff yeah i just thought it was just a nice beautiful film um yeah worth watch if anyone's free <laughs> but if you're an emotional adult don't watch homeward bound i watched homeward bound the other day and cried <laughs> what film's that what's that homeward about bound. you know where the pets get lost in like oh my god it's, it's oh, the golden never heard of it what so it's like in america and there's a golden retriever a boxer and a like a himalayan cat and they go on like these adventures so when i was younger i loved it so i was like oh my god they're like talking animals um and then and they're on these adventures but i watched it the other day i was crying so much because i'm one of them they're like lost in the wilderness and they're trying to get back to their owners and they find this little girl and she's obviously lost and then they stay with the little girl overnight and then there's a search party out looking for this little oh. girl and they like they like guide the search party to her oh my god my, i was just streaming like streaming and i'm just like what is that <laughs> this was not this like emotional when i was younger <laughs> everyone is doing quizzes now obviously online on like zoom and like facetime and what's that everyone's doing a quiz at the minute have you done many since like the um, isolation? I've done so many. And like the first one I did was like so fun. And now it's just getting, it feels like a chore now. But it's like, it's good because it's when I see like my mates. So like on a Sunday night now, like one of my group of friends from like home, we all went to like college school, like we, a couple of us lived together. Um, and we all do, so the, so we do that one on a Sunday night. And we've taken it so it's obviously the person that wins, then is the host. Um, but I was like, I had two in a day yesterday, and there's there's so many of them. I feel like it's going to kill the pub quiz. Like pub quiz aren't going to happen anymore. Yeah, definitely, definitely have the whole isolation. Like people like pub quiz, and everybody like, why do I do pub quiz? I've done like twenty already. Like, I want to come out of it with like such ridiculous general knowledge. Like, and and it's getting to the point now where me and my friends are doing so many that like I'll be in one and someone will ask a question and I'll be like, oh, I had this in one like two days ago. This is great. I know the answer to this one. And like, I'm like, oh, what's bigger, the state of Georgia or the country of Georgia? And I'm like, I know that. That was it from the Thursday's quiz. Like, you're just going to have... You'll be joining up for um, the chase soon. Like, honestly, your general knowledge is going to be like, <laughs> amazing. Like. Have to have different chases and the chases aren't going to be like quiz champions. It's just going to be somebody who is in isolation for the longest. Yeah. And like... That's what I mean, like, everyone's general knowledge is going to be so good because everyone's doing quizzes at least, like, three times a week. I mean, I've got one um, on Wednesday with my friends who, like, uni friends, but we have, we lived in Amsterdam together for a year. 
So we're doing like a quiz night based on like our experiences in Amsterdam and like stupid stuff, what we got to, what happened and like, yeah, it should be like, <laughs> a bit jokes. Like, so every like quiz has like a different like theme to it. And I think I'm then like taking ideas from them. So I'm hosting one next Sunday and one of the ones yesterday had like a really good round and I was like, right, I'm taking that and I'm going to use that in. What round was this? Can we, can we, um, can we share this on the, <laughs> the making safe? round. So you had to guess what the, the food product was by the different type of like variety that was said to so you given three. So like the first one was like Bramley Cox cooking. And so that would be an apple. And then so the answer was apple. And then the next one was like St. Edward's, Maris Piper and baking. That's potatoes. And I was like, that's such a good, that's such that's a good, such good idea. Kind of like place it that's like really hard. Um, and then another one we did, which was really funny, was like actors. So you had their like faces and you had to like guess, all, like know all their names but then it had their original name. So people that have like got a stage name, um, like Michael Caine's actual name is something like Nigel Micklewhite or something. Like it's, it's so weird. And you're like trying to match it to people. Like I um, seen one the other day where um, I was on my friends, like she was doing a quiz with friends and like joined in and they'd done one where it was like glamour shot. So they get pictures of the friends. So say like mine would be like Dan glamour shot and you put it into Google. And you'll get a picture of like a guy like doing like a glamour shot, and you gotta guess which friend it is. So say if there's like four different like pictures, like just by what you googled, you gotta guess which friend is the glamour shot one, which is quite good. So yours, yeah, so yours would be like Tash glamour shot, and you go and Google, find the first image you find, put it into like the presentation, and like which friend do you think this is? Like, I just feel like a really good mustache, like or like if you really know, strong mustache, yeah. like baked salmon recipes like yeah so yeah. i mean i think people are getting like really creative now i've got to say as well like everyone's getting on the tiktok hype like and this is really interesting like allergies is actually quite big on tiktok if you put in like the EpiPen, it's got like a million like mentions on tiktok or if you put in allergies it's got like three million mentions it's crazy um and i was quite surprised by this as well like like stuff you like because i thought tiktok was specifically aimed at like young people that I feel like everyone now is like getting involved in it and like recreating these like completely it was 100% gen z until literally three weeks ago like obviously like from for my job I, I like looked at it and stuff and like knew a bit about it but it was very much like not really like our readership on, and that sort of thing and it's very much like Gen Z's and you go on it and you'd be like, oh my God, there's like, why is it? I'm watching a video of like 14 year olds. It was a bit weird. And like, I'd spoken to like my step siblings about it because they're all like 16 and 15 and they're like obsessed. Um, but I feel like it's been completely taken over and I, I'll be interested to see if it dies down after lockdown and whether actually like the Gen Z's go back and oh, they're just like, oh, the old people have ruined this, like Facebook. It would be interesting to see if like people actually like definitely like the are like like um definitely like generation like millennial whether they actually like stay in it after like the whole TikTok. I think before that everyone was just like thought it was like really cringy if like you was like a mid twenty five year old like on TikTok like why are you on it? It's like four kids and stuff. And I think I downloaded it like two like over Christmas. And it was like specifically like more of a younger audience, but I was like, Oh like, well could I kinda of make this like algebra related in some way? I didn't really see like I tried a few bits of content but they just didn't really do that very well and then as soon as I done like a cringy video so I did this video 
on the granddad dancing to Usher, um, where he's like, where it goes, um, it goes, but he's got like the cupboard door, and as he opens the door, like he gets like a bottle of whiskey, and he's like, hey, hey, and he's like dancing with the whiskey, and the video went viral, um, so it got like three hundred thousand views and like thirty thousand likes. And it got like three thousand like followers overnight. It was just like it was just like bizarre. I was like, oh my god, I've only got like four thousand followers on Instagram. So to get three thousand followers in one day it was just like yeah. just crazy. Um but yeah, like this I think there's definitely an opportunity there. I, I'm experimenting with it at the minute because I feel at the minute with my content on Instagram, I don't want it to be like serious all the time. And that's something I've always tried avoiding anyway with my allergies and trying to make it relatable. So I've started doing like a few like like silly videos just to like uplift the mood and have a bit of fun as well. But I think like, yeah, it would be interesting to see how, yeah, like where TikTok goes and how people utilize it. And if you've got a niche, I think like you should definitely use it. Definitely. And I think I think it shows kind of what people want at the moment. Like they're looking for that like uplifting video. They want like something funny. And I think like Twitter's become very like informational and like critical. Facebook is like people talking about like 5G theories and you're just like, oh, please stop. Yeah, Facebook's like fake news and like for mums. Yeah. And like, I don't really do that well. Like yeah. my content on there is more like Instagram really. And I think like, I think Instagram is still like really good and is, but it's very much like people aren't going, going anywhere. So it's not like you can't follow all like the inspo, like travel accounts and stuff like that. So I think like TikTok's, become that like escape place for everyone and I, my boyfriend will not do the blinded by the lights blinding lights whatever it is that dance routine with me i need to do it <laughs> but i say um i just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today i think it's been like a really interesting podcast i think we spoke about like so much about mental health like anxiety like how you've kind of coped with anxiety which i thought was really interesting i never really seen it from like your point of view before, like obviously like looking at what your problem is and why you feel that way. And um, I'll make sure to put some links um, in the bio or the post for this as well, um, for anyone who might find it useful, like what, make sure to check it out. But yeah, thank you again so much for coming on. And, and you know what, like anyone listening, if you are struggling with like anxiety, like you can get referred, like I just went to my GP and got a referral that way. Um, it's it's all a bit mad at the moment, but there's still there's still your local doctors there, and they will probably do phone conversations like phone consultations. So honestly, like reach out for help. There's loads of charities out there, um, and there there is treatment available. And even if kind of you're not seeing a regular therapist, and you were, there's still opportunities to do that kind of via video chats and that sort of things. So there there is the help out there, and it's kind of I've not really been like we've obviously not spoken about it before because it's more been like allergy focused but I think everyone's coming together during this time and I think it's even like a better time to be honest about everything so yeah there is help out there and if you're like confused or anything like Mind is a really good charity and they they have loads of resources and stuff as well. Yeah and I think it's so important obviously like we could speak about allergies but I think like there's so many other things like going on now in people's life in isolation everyone's life has changed so I think by obviously having you on the podcast and like speaking about how you kind of de dealing with isolation and like the different emotions that come with that and like yeah I think hopefully like it'd be really helpful to hopefully people in the same situation. Like. Yeah absolutely and like probably so 
like in a nutshell. So I'm dealing with my anxiety by exercising when I can, um, eating well, just kind of having that kind of overall like good health really helps me. Um, in like finding things that doing things that I find enjoyable. Um, and I still have rubbish days, everybody does, but I think if you make sure that you've got that basic structure of things that make you happy and things that make you relaxed, then it will kind of hopefully see everyone through yeah amazing honestly like thank you so much for doing this podcast and like i think it on it's been so helpful and like i've learned so much from talking to you today again and like like i said it's been so different to the the type of content we've done before but i think it's been like really good to speak about the different side um of, of things but yeah anyway thank you so much if guys if you enjoyed this podcast make sure to subscribe to make contain and yeah if you can share it on your instagram stories that'd be incredible and hopefully um Raise awareness, but yeah, thanks again, Tash, um, for coming on the podcast. Bye.